Hi everyone, thanks so much for listening. Just want to give you a heads up about this episode. There's a trigger warning. This episode does talk about rape, so please take caution and take care of yourselves uh, with this episode. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for being here. This is Ashwini Prasad, your host of the Inclusive Storytelling Podcast. If you're liking these episodes, please leave a review, download, comment if you're on YouTube, and share these episodes. Feel free to connect with me at theinclusivescreenwriter.com or on Twitter and Instagram at The Inclusive Screenwriter. In addition to being an anti-racism and anti-oppression educator, I'm a screenwriter, self-published author, and of course a podcast host. So if I can make our media more inclusive with you, feel free to reach out. All right, let's jump into our episode. Hi everyone, welcome to the Inclusive Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host, Ashwini Prasad, and today I have my dear friend, Jason Coombs. Hi, Jason. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. So, Jason, as I always tell my guests, tell us a little bit about you, because you know you more than I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Well, I'm Jason. I am an actor and writer, filmmaker, and podcast post and and now I started a film festival as well so I wear a lot of too many hats too many hats and um you know I I I am so thankful to be here so thankful that you invited me on to talk about Eartha yes (laughs) we are going to talk about Eartha Kit the Oh, amazing, amazing. And Jason, you know, it's funny, my guests do this to themselves, but it's just not a film festival. It's the Bridgeport Film Festival and two successful years and planning on a third. And uh, Jason and I have known each other for a while, um, but he's also downplaying because he was also invited. His short was invited to the Chelsea Film Festival last year. So it's, uh, no, it's, it's so funny to me all of my all of the people always seem to downplay who they are and it's like nope, i'm gonna <laughs> uplift you all you're not just that you are Thank a lot you. so i am so excited for this conversation so yeah you chose eartha why did you choose the amazing amazing eartha kit <laughs> oh my gosh i guess i think we talked about this a little bit before we press record you know she's someone that has always been kind of in my world in a way, because I was a kid who loved Batman. And I would watch those, even though I was a kid of the 90s, I would watch those old school, like the 60s Batman. And I just remember her as Catwoman, right? I remember her, how sexy she was and how fun and it was super campy. And I was like a little baby gay back then who like didn't know what all that meant, but like I just connected to that in a way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was so funny because I was doing research for this and I was like, I found that she was only in three episodes and like thinking back to that, I felt like she was on so much. Like it felt like she was such a huge part of that. Yes. Like, it's just like the memory of like her being a bigger part of, of, of that for me, you know? And it's interesting, like uh, folks, we were talking, yeah, Jason and I were catching up uh, beforehand and it's so true. Cause when I think of the Batman episodes, cause I watched those exact same, <laughs> those exact same episodes. Yeah. Uh, and this would have been in the eighties. This would have been mm-hmm. in the eighties for me. I totally agree. I feel like Eartha was on like much more than just three episodes. Like she, yeah. and I, and you know, as an adult, I'm trying to analyze this. Right. But I, mm-hmm. I think in my head, like I was telling you earlier, I think I saw someone I didn't typically see 
but yeah. you know as a child you don't those those thoughts don't come into your mind but mm -hmm. i remember her being so phenomenal I remember, yeah. I mean, even to this day, you know, decades later, I still mm -hmm. remember her performance, her purring, her voice, mm -hmm. like all of it. And I agree, she is, you know, aside from um, Adam West, and I, I forget who played Robin, it was Bert something. Oh, yeah. Eartha is my memory. Mm -hmm. and, and Inspector Gordon, Eartha is my memory of the, of the Batman series. Like I literally remember those four major characters. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I can't differentiate Batman from Eartha Kit. It's <laughs> so true. And I'm like, is it because, you know, because she's, she was black, you know, she looked like the people that I knew. And maybe that's also why right. I gravitated to her. It's, it's so wild. I was like, do you only three episodes I'm on YouTube looking at the clips? I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, only three? Because I feel yeah. like she was on there for three seasons. And I don't even remember yeah. how many seasons. She was only on for one that. season. Yeah, it was, I think the show was only a couple seasons, but she was only on for one season. I was like, right. that's wild. Yeah. yeah, what an impactful woman. I mean, in so, oh so, God. so many ways. And mm -hmm. uh, it's funny, the entrance to a lot of people is Batman. And I know that she enjoyed uh, at least her experience of, of playing um, mm -hmm. the character. Uh, I mean, there was other things that happened as well, but she, the, how she personified that character, uh, oh, so impactful, sure. impactful. Yeah. yeah, but there was so much more to her than just the Batman series. There was, but I also have to say, I also, my second favorite Christmas song, because my first favorite was Jingle Bells as a kid. Yeah. The whole Batman smells. But um, my second favorite <laughs> yeah. was Santa Baby, which I didn't even know, like, I never made the connection until I was older that that was Catwoman, right? Like, yeah. it was just, I love Santa Baby. It was, like, my favorite song as a oh. kid. You know? <laughs> like, and to know that oh. was her, and she, yeah. she was always in the subconscious of, like, my childhood. Yeah. Well, and the way that she sings that song, her voice... And I am with you. That song plays, you know, I celebrate Christmas in terms of the holiday. That is on repeat, that song and her <laughs> voice. Mm -hmm. It's just so perfect. That And it's, it's that little raspiness that's there. Yeah. I, I mean, just, and, you know, she was praised for her unique uh, voice. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's one that I haven't heard a lot, right? There's a lot of yeah. great voices. But hers with that, just that little mild raspiness, uh, mm -hmm. just phenomenal. Yeah, and she's just so like original. It's like you can, it's like whenever I hear stuff now, I'm like, oh, that's Eartha Kitt, right? Because yeah. like as an adult, you're just like, you have so distinct, right? It's just so distinctly perfect in her own way. Yes, yeah. yes, I agree. I love that, distinctly perfect. That is so, <laughs> so true. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, talk about connections, right? You saw her on television and watching that yeah. show, and then you ha have that Santa baby, and then connecting as an adult, that that, that was Eartha Kitt. Like, what? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. well, uh, right? Amazing. How else do you feel connected to, uh, I, I mean, I'm just going to say it the, over and over again, the amazing mm -hmm. Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Yeah, well, I remember also, like, when I was, like, an adult, and I, I love Christina Aguilera. There are people who, who know me and I love Christina. And I remember, like, I was on this message board for Christina Aguilera, and someone posted, like, is Christina Aguilera, like, the Eartha kid of, like, today? And I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, what? Anyways, I clicked this video, and it was this very famous interview that she was talking, that she, that's, that's pretty common now, I feel like, that people know. And it was when she was, like, a little bit older. And the interview's from 1982, and she's, like, talking about compromising, right? For a man, mm -hmm. have you seen this interview? 
No, I don't think I have. Oh, Tell me I'll more. send it to you. I'll send it yes, to you. Yes, please do. But I think it's in, she's in France and she was like living in France at the time. And like, she's a little bit older and it's very like raw. And she's like talking to this guy and he's like, would you ever compromise for a man? Like something like that. And then she just burst out laughing and she has this incredible laugh and she's like laughing at him. She's like, basically like, what kind of question is that? And I wrote <laughs> down the quote because it's such a good quote. Cause I mean, I can't do it like she can. And I don't want to like ruin it, but she basically says compromise. What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? What is compromise? And the guy is just like stunned. And he says, <laughs> a, a man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. A relationship is a relationship that has to be earned, not to compromise for. When you fall in love, what is there to compromise about? And I just remember oh. just this woman that like she was just so candid and so raw and so animated you know she's very dramatic but she's also very eloquent and very wise and that, that mm. laugh and that voice mm -hmm. that was nice. and i think that was like my first like adult kind of oh that's eartha kit okay oh that's the cat woman mm -hmm. oh she's from, that's from boomerang like and i'm mm -hmm. like okay putting all the feet that santa baby yeah and i think that's kind of what like i was like okay and i kind of like went into like oh, okay who is eartha kit and then i saw the drunk history she does an episode of drunk history yeah with nicole buyer you know how mm. on drunk history they, they they get drunk and they talk about like, yeah very, um, totally yeah all these phenomenal events that yeah. literally have been erased or forgotten from history yes exactly yeah and she, she was an episode about a feud right between eartha kit and first lady uh ladybird right mm, um, yeah and i guess we can talk a little bit about that that a little yeah. bit later but but seeing that junk history and, and realizing okay so this woman's not only super talented super iconic but she was such an activist and i was like that's yes. kind of like yes. what i want to do with my work right as a writer as an actor i want to mm. say something you know i want to like and i'm i know like i'm young and and you know i'm just you know i'm just making stuff on a smaller scale now but when i think about like the future and I think about like what I want to leave behind I would love to leave behind something like that right where someone's like oh his work like actually mattered in in a bigger scheme of things oh I love that yes Jason yeah. and that's uh, listen you say you're doing small things but I've seen you <laughs> so no <laughs> no I, I don't think they're small <laughs> okay they're Thank not small you. Um, yeah, folks, it, Jason, just he, again, he's, he's not telling us the whole story. He's done <laughs> so many, all you have to do is Google him, <laughs> Jason Coombs, two O's, and you will see him <laughs> acting. You will see his festival. You will see his podcasts. You will see his shorts. So, and, yeah. and you are, I mean, I feel like for you, you are building that activism legacy and, and especially for gay rights and definitely being a black man, you know, living in this world a black gay man, all these stories that you're saying. And uh, I would love to get into the quote unquote feud because it originated with Eartha's visit <laughs> to the White House. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to talk more about this uh, drunk history quote unquote feud that she her had with Lady Bird, which I don't know if it was so much a feud of more no. of, <laughs> I don't think it was a feud. It was more of politics get in the way of activism that unfortunately happens still happens today yeah and i mean when it comes down to it lady bird was one of the original karens like <laughs> <laughs> so basically eartha kit was huge y'all like i'm not sure if y'all really know but she was like a force you know she wasn't just you know singer she was 
on Broadway. She was a dancer. She was making movies. I think Orson Welles called her the most exciting woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Like Orson Welles is such a legendary like filmmaker and, and then writer. And, and to call her, you know, this black woman in the 50s, the most exciting woman in the world was huge. And, uh, you know, she was on TV and then we, we talked about, but um, she was invited to the White House, right? Because she was like an activist and she was trying to do good work in the world besides, you know, just acting and, and creating. She was invited to the White House and Lady Bird had asked her a question about like, what's up with these kids smoking pot and and <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just like, what? But, you know, it was, it was 1968, I believe. And she responded, you know, during this question and answer thing. And she said, you are sending oh and she was like these kids don't want to go to war like why don't these kids want to fight for their country something like that Lady mm-hmm. Bird was asking her mm-hmm. and Eartha was like you know you send the best of this country off to be shot and maimed no wonder the kids are rebelling and taking and taking pot and uh she went on to say you know the children of America are not rebelling for no reason they're not hippies for no reason at all we don't have what we have on Sunset Boulevard for no reason they're rebelling against something there's so many things burning the people of this country and particularly mothers they feel they're raising they're going to raise sons and know what it's like to have children of your own, Mr. Johnson. We're raising children to send them off to war. And Lady Bird started crying. Like yeah. literally pulled the Karen and like made a hootie and was just crying based on like, I know obviously it's a much different time nowadays, but these are facts that she's speaking. It's not like she's saying like yeah. anything that's that's like, you know, she's not she's not saying anything that's hurtful to, to, to Lady Bird. She's not blaming Lady Bird, mm-hmm. but she's speaking the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And for her to cry and, and, and to report this to her husband and basically they, they, they blacklisted her. The CIA had this yep. whole file against yep. her kit. They yep. interviewed people about her sex life and about all this stuff. And they made this file and basically went to these, because she was always touring, right? Doing cabaret shows. They went to all yeah. these shows were like, do not hire her. If she yep. performs in this club, we're going to shut your club down. You know, they went to like act to like directors, do not hire her or we're going to come after you. So mm-hmm. She didn't work from 1960 and she didn't work in America from 1968 yes. to 1975. Yes. You know, and they, they took yeah. away her livelihood in her country, yeah. Yeah. you know, which is wild, just, wild. It is wild. And, and that's, and, and I've seen this, it wasn't in Drunk History, but I do, I think all our listeners need to watch that episode from Drunk History. I love Drunk yeah. History. Um, I think I read the article with what mm-hmm. happened to Eartha Kitt and they yeah. had little snapshots of her uh, at the White House uh, where, you know, this, um, this dialogue happened and, you know, J- James Baldwin escaped to Paris and Paris, to France, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, because he didn't feel comfortable and welcomed in the country of his birth is what he said. And, yeah. and, you know, we, I was talking earlier about like, um, I, for me, Eartha Kitt is up there with Billie Holiday and Nichelle Nichols and mm-hmm. Billie Holiday. They did the exact same thing to her with her activism. They took yeah. away her livelihood Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, the, and the words that keep on coming to my mind are truth to power, you know, yes, telling yes. the truth to power and what can happen and the way that they did this to MLK. I mean, on and on, Malcolm, I mean, on and mm-hmm. on of building those files and then exactly what you did. You know, if you hire Eartha, we're going to shut you down. We're going to make sure yeah. no one comes to your club again. And, you know, just imagine you go to dinner. And then the next day, all uh, all the calls start coming in, 
you know, in our days would have been text messages or been, yeah, you know, yeah. it, would, it would have been emails, but all mm -hmm. these calls start coming in to your agent and then to you that you're now canceled. Like literally you're canceled. Yeah, it's cancel yeah. culture because you mm -hmm. spoke truth to power. You know, it's just absurd, uh, absurd. And seven years is a long time. That's a there long, is. long time. And it's like your and it's like your home country. And it's not like, you know, she wasn't sexually assaulting people. She wasn't like, she wasn't committing crimes. You know, she wasn't harassing people like, yeah. for reasons why people get canceled today, right? It was just right. because like you said, she spoke truth to power about the generation of those kids who just who were going to fight a senseless war, you know? And and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was so brave of her, number one. And she was never like, she didn't make herself a victim, you know, she was like, no. okay. No. So I'm going to do. I'm I'm accepted yeah. in these other countries. I will go there and I will, yes. I, will I will do what I have to do. You yep. know, it was never like, oh, poor me, poor me. Like that was never her thing. It was never like, mm -mm. poor me. No, I mean she took what happened to her valiantly, and it should have never happened. That's for sure. It should have yeah, never sure. ever happened. And you know, it's interesting because she was she was praised and is still is praised like gotta go back to Catwoman <laughs> only three episodes yeah. but so iconic mm -hmm. um you know it was like wow the, you know this black Catwoman amazing right okay mm -hmm. we're in the 60s the revolution's happening civil rights yeah. okay great and then Eartha Kitt's in there and then she you know goes to the White House at the pinnacle of of her fame in the United States and mm -hmm. then this happens and then she's just you know and it's like what a but you know for me it's like what a bunch of bs like yeah. you really didn't give a lot about um civil rights yeah but you know and even like people say you know the president of the time that he was kind of forced he didn't really care after you know mm -hmm. from vp becoming you know president after being vp that he yeah. didn't really johnson didn't really care about the civil rights it was a political move it was a way to mm -hmm. appease folks um yeah. and so it wasn't like he was valiantly fighting for civil rights and wanted it to happen like it was a political move for him maybe mm -hmm. not as much for jfk but for johnson and it was and yeah. so and I if, unfortunately I'm not surprised what happened to Eartha Kitt after she made her comments at the White House because she was yeah. not in I would say safe company let me put it that way for sure for sure and this is like someone who um you know she had a very hard life which is you know yeah. most women most black women back then did but like you know if we have time to go into a little bit of her history yeah let's do it no let's know, do it yeah, she was um she was she was a product of a rape, you know. She was yeah. she her father or who they think was her father was um the son of the owner of the, of the farm she was born on who was a white man who you know raped her mother and her, you know her mother was a black woman who's also Cherokee Native American and she wasn't loved by her her mother, you know, because her mother had a new a new boyfriend eventually. Who, who was a black man who didn't want Eartha. He was like, you know, don't get this yellow skin girl out of here. And she wouldn't, he wouldn't allow Eartha to move in with her mother to live in his man's house. So she was sent off to live with her aunts and her aunt had like all these other kids and those kids were, you know, were abusive to her as well. And in, in a multitude of different ways where eventually a church had to be like, had to send had to send letters back then to um, her aunt who lived in New York City was like, you got to get this girl out of here, this little girl out of here because she's not going to survive. So yes. her, you know, her aunt eventually took her to New York City and she took a train from South Carolina 
to New York City with a couple of tins of sardines in her pack pocket, you know? And I heard the story, which is was like, you know, when she got to New York, she was so malnourished. She didn't know how to use a pot, like a, not a public toilet, sorry. Use a, use plumbing, like actual plumbing. Mm-hmm. Like she had no, no experience with that. And it's like mm-hmm. a little girl, you know, who doesn't know how to like use a toilet. Like that's so like heartbreaking. Yeah. This little girl who was abused for years, like yeah. she, she didn't even speak at the time, you know? Yeah. And um, luckily her aunt took a liking to her and actually cared about her and, you know, got her into, you know, piano lessons and, and she was into learning five languages, which is so mm. amazing, you know, that yep. someone actually gave a damn about her, but her beginning of her life was, was horrible, you know? And, you know, who she is and her, le- I mean, speaking of legacies, right? Yeah. Gosh, Eartha's legacy is amazing. And it just is like, well, as you talk about this, it's just the thing that keeps on going in my head is it just takes one person to believe in you. It just takes one person, especially as, mm-hmm. as children, to nourish them. Um, because yeah. if she probably if she'd stayed in her uh, former environment, she wouldn't have, I mean, she had the full potential to learn and uh, be learn five languages and, and be able to speak in them and survive in, in a country that spoke that language. Um, yeah, but yeah. unless we really want to tap into potential and have that one person who can truly believe in you, who will then mm-hmm. introduce you to all these other people that will uplift you, right? Yeah. Like that, that's equity right there. That, that is equity and, and in her, it, it is, it is so sad. I mean, what, and I know Eartha spoke very openly um, about her experiences, especially with um, her birth parents and, and what, what that was. Uh, and uh, she, uh, and you're right. I mean, it wasn't like she, she made it at the forefront of who she was, but she didn't shy away from who she was and her mm-hmm. accomplishments. And then what you were saying, you know, for seven years, she was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go. Like, she, talk about perseverance. Yeah. And I hope that we can change the narrative around perseverance. Mm. Let's make it easy for folks. Like, but for, unfortunately for where where she was and where she was born, her perseverance uh, is, is, is something else. And unfortunately mm-hmm. it's a story that's shared too often. And that's what I hope that our work can do is let's make it easier, uh, you know, yeah. it's, I saw this meme the other day and it was like, okay, there's like, and, and it's simplifying people, but it's like, there's two types of people. Those that are like, it was hard for me, so I'm going to make it hard for you. Or those mm-hmm. that send the elevator back down. And it's mm-hmm. like, I want to be send the elevator back down person. Same, same. Right? You are, you are. <laughs> well, you are too, Jason. <laughs> and, I've, and like, I know that Eartha persevered, and I guess that's like a good word for her, but I, I wish she hadn't had to persevere. You know, like I yeah. wish she, the doors were open for her because she did so much. So it makes me wonder what more could she have done? <laughs> and yeah. I mean, she still has this amazing, beautiful legacy. And it's like, gosh, imagine if she'd done more, you know, if the doors were open for her in her life, even more as she could have done, which blows yeah. my mind. It's so true. And, you know, she was someone who in the 60s who was giving interviews and she was talking about her childhood and, and, and you know, how she came into this world and, and the assault that she experienced growing up. And interviewers would block that out of the narrative where they would post mm-hmm. like, you know, because a lot of the interviews were written, you know, so they would, they would cut mm-hmm. that part out. And I read this story how like, um, how one of the relatives, one of the older um, cousins or whoever was staying in the house with her came to see one of her shows when she was like really successful. And 
again, perseverance, right? She didn't, you know, seeing your, your abuser in the audience come up to you, you know, some people, and I'm not judging anybody who does this, I've obviously yeah. reacted to situations differently, but a lot of people would cower, right? Would be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like, you know, would, would, would shrink, would be that kind of in, in fright. But she was like, get out of here. Like, what are you doing here, bro? Get out of here. Like, she, obviously she didn't say bro, but like, she's yes. very confident. And she was like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. And then the media twisted that and they were like, oh, she doesn't support her family. Like her family came mm-hmm. and she didn't support them. But it was because this was someone who abused her. And like, they never told that part of the story. So right. I felt like people were always not telling right. her full story. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yes. And she does. And she deserves that. Like, I I don't, you know, I I would hope that her estate would allow something huge. But, you know, as you're talking, like, this isn't a movie. This is like a six to eight episode miniseries. Yeah. For For sure. sure. I mean, just how incredible she is and the content that's already written by her life. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, some people I'm like, oh, that's four to six. No, this is like six to eight, 12, <laughs> like a couple of seasons. I could seasons. see it being, yes. <laughs> you know? Because no, even like, because she auditioned, I, I'm sorry, you can tell me to shut up anytime you want. No, but she's such a going. fascinating human being, you know, because she was a concert pianist. Like her her, her aunt who, who rescued her, you know, got into taking piano lessons. And she, she there was, an, there was a dancer, an actress named Catherine Dunham. I don't know mm-hmm. too much about her, but I was mm-hmm. like, I got to look more about her after this. She basically started like, at the Catherine Dunham Company, which is like a, an elite Black dance school. And uh, Eartha, as a teenager, young teenager, saw this movie that that Catherine was in. And by happenstance, she ended up meeting um, one of her students, one of the Catherine Dunham students, and actually went to the school just to be like, I want to meet this actress. Like, she was so profound, and I want to meet her. And long story short, she ended up auditioning for, or Catherine Dunham offered her an audition. And, and Eartha Kitt was like, well, I don't dance. I play the piano. And then she was like, well, can you do any kind of dance? She was like, well, I can street dance. And then mm. she was like, okay, street dance. Let's do it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And because her aunt had took it, had would take her on New York City to different, you know, to see different, like, parades. And she would go to, like, Spanish parades and to German parades. She had the Spanish song that she asked the pianist to play. And the pianist was like, oh, I think I know that. And in language, I don't, I'm telling the long version, but she ended up dancing to this Spanish song. And she was just singing it as well because she, you know, uh-huh. she knew the song so well. And Catherine Dunham right in the spot was like, You're in the school, here's a scholarship. <laughs> like you have to be, you have to be in the school. You're, oh, you're a phenomenal pro, like performer, you're a phenomenal singer. You can do it all. And she was like, I'm giving you a scholarship. And Eartha was like, Really? Like, you know, like and right. to have another person who yeah. also believed in her, who saw yeah. something in her. Yeah. Incredible you know so incredible and i you know i and i love it and it's like for me i'm like let's stop perseverance let's start opening doors and sending that elevator back down and having yeah. support systems and having sponsorship not mentorship sponsorship, sponsorship. Mm-hmm. yeah and for those of you that maybe sponsorship is it's this kind of new word but it's replacing mentorship where sponsorship is where people are making introductions a lot getting you know that opportunity for you mentorship is nice and it's like coaching and talking through things but sponsorship is actually getting getting you the experience you need to be successful and i hope we can replace perseverance with sponsorship and sending that elevator back down that is my sincere hope yeah someone told me like it's called lift as you climb right when you get to that next level you bring the next person up with you Yes. You know, you get to the next level, bring the next, and then that person brings the next person up. It's like lifting as you climb. 
And that's something that's just similar to the elevator going back down. Is like, you, like that's what you have to do. Like, I don't understand why people don't do that. You know, why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to help the next person? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, 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 it blows my mind. It blows my mind as well. And this is where I think it's so important for us to know these stories of of uh, of the earthas and so many other women that uh and and folks you know that just we haven't heard enough about them and eartha mm-hmm. kid is definitely a name but what you just spoke of her early history her mm-hmm. you know her her being in spaces where people did give her opportunities and then how they can cut you down so very quickly and yeah. what she had to do to survive which unfortunately is not just an Eartha story. It's the Baldwin story. It's the mm-hmm. Billy Holiday story. It's you know, there, like yeah. there's too many folks where because they spoke truth to power, uh, they were ostracized. Uh, and like you said, you know, taking away her livelihood, taking away what she did for a living. Oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. it's criminal. What's what it happened to her? It's absolutely yeah. criminal. Yeah, and the distinction between she wasn't a Harvey Weinstein, you know, she wasn't yeah. him. What she yeah. did and what she said, I mean, that that man's a predator. Like he's just completely disgusting. And yeah. so for her to be canceled in the United States by the mo- you know, probably the two most powerful people, <laughs> one or two of the most powerful people in the United States, it's mm-hmm. absurd. Absolutely absurd. Very absurd. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, finally, in like I think 1975, um, someone released these CIA documents mm-hmm. that was like, and then she was like, you know, because there was personal information about her in these documents, and she was like, release them, like release yeah. them, like she wanted, like she yeah. just wanted her name cleared, and like you know that came with hearing some sensitive information, but she was like, release them, and then they they cleared her name, and I and I heard that Jimmy Carter actually invited her back to the White House and was like, you know, gave her that was like the the apology, which. She should have got a real apology. Looking back at it, like yeah. just being invited back is not enough. But um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. her, she had a huge comeback. She was in a, a Broadway musical called Timbuktu, mm-hmm. and she had a, a big supporting. I hope I said it right. But she had like a big supporting part, and uh, you know, the audiences loved her. Like she would get a standing ovation every night as soon as she walked back out on stage, and she was nominated for a Tony. And then, yeah, like that's like. I'm happy that that happened, that she was able to get, like, get her flowers while she was still alive, you know, and, and yeah. get that, because a lot of people who didn't get that, you know, didn't get that, mm-hmm. like, like, that repentance back, you know, yeah, so that was amazing that she was able to, but um, she didn't deserve it at the end of the day. She shouldn't have to gone through those seven years. Um uh, mm-hmm absolutely not yeah and even afterwards even though she you know got her flowers but the thing is is like why can she have built those seven years and just been bigger and better and being able to share her legacy and her talents like what upsets me is in the industry we because people didn't want to be exploited they didn't they you know they wanted to speak their truth they they've been in situations where we have lost out on seeing them and helping them with their legacy and seeing their talents that really upsets me you know yeah. or people not wanting to have sex with so and so you know i mean just mm-hmm. disgusting disgusting things and in those folks what they've had to deal with and had to deal with and then us losing out on being able to be a part of their world and be able to yeah. be a part of seeing their talents that really really bothers me for sure it really does because i feel like 
I feel like she's not as remembered as she should be, which I hope that doesn't yeah. sound wrong. But I was yeah. into this podcast by these two like young girls who were in their early 20s. I was doing research for this and like they were like, oh, we didn't even know who Eartha Kitt was before this. Now she's our Shiro. But they were like, <laughs> we didn't even know because they, they said they were looking for the reason why one of the girls stumbled upon her was because they were looking for the writer. They were looking for female writers of Christmas songs. So I guess mm-hmm. the, one, of, one of the writers of Santa Baby is a female. And then she kind of went down a rabbit hole uh, and then she found about Eartha Kitt and she was like, well, I didn't really know about her. You know, and I'm like, that like, was like heartbreaking. Like, how does you not know about Eartha Kitt? You know, and like, yes, that's like wild. Yeah. Someone who was so successful, who was, you know, she worked with like Nat King Cole and she worked with, Oscar, um, I was gonna say Oscar Wilde, excuse me, um, <laughs> or Orson Welles, and she worked with Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. Like she worked with all these huge icons who were who were remembered, of course. And then for people to be like, oh well, or I only know her from Santa Baby, or I only know her from Catwoman. It's like, no, we should. She should be like on stamps. You know, she yes. should be like. There should be schools yes. and there should be buildings yes. named after her. She's such yeah. a like a, an icon and a legend who broke down so many barriers. It's like. Yep. I don't understand. I don't. There should be. There should be so many documentaries and 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 miniseries and movies about her already. Uh, well, if they're going to be doing these movies about Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly, why not Eartha Kitt? Yeah. The amazing Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'd much rather see Eartha Kitt's uh, miniseries sure. and, like you said, documentary and movie and uh, her being front and center of all of it than other yeah. folks for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, gosh, can you imagine if there's another talent with a voice that's even remote to Eartha's? Oh my gosh, I want to see this person. I would love to meet this person. You know, like that Mm -hmm. would be incredible. Jason, thank you so much. Usually I ask the question, you know, if you had to pitch their story, but there's no pitch here. Like, like, why is this not funded now? Right. Make the yeah. miniseries about Eartha Kitt's life. Make sure you get permission from her estate. If her estate says no, then I totally can respect that. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can honor her in other ways. But I am hopeful her estate would say yes to the right director and producers to really tell her yeah. story. I think you and I would be like, sign us up. What do you need us to do? I know. <laughs> right? Seriously. No, I'm like, I, I was yes. like, oh my gosh, this is maybe something I got to jump into just because like, yeah. I'm like, I don't understand how there's not one already. And her daughter, yeah. she has a daughter named Kit, who is like, I guess who runs her estate, but her daughter, you know, she, she, um, her dad was, was white and, you know, Eartha was a mixed race. So her daughter looks like, you know, a typical white woman with, you know, blue eyes and blonde hair. And a lot of people didn't know like that was her daughter or like that was her biological daughter. They would like question yeah. Eartha about that. She is someone who like really upholds her mom's legacy. And she just recently released a book called, um, her name is Kit. So I think her the book is called Eartha and Kit, mm. which I was like, oh my gosh, I got to order this book. Cause yes. like, I just want to like, you know, and Eartha has like three autobiographies, but I'm not sure if they're still in print, but I was like, I just want to know, know more about her. And, and you know, I, I also really quickly, you know, she, because her daughter, was a white passing person when she, Eartha was in like South Africa, South Africa during apartheid, she was doing some work there and her daughter was like with her nanny going to like an amusement park and her daughter was allowed to ride all these rides. But when Eartha was going with her daughter the next day, he wouldn't let Eartha ride the ride because mm. she was a black woman. So Eartha goes to the guy who's, who's part of the charity she was, she was um, there for and was yeah. like, well, I couldn't ride your rides. I couldn't mm-hmm. ride your My daughter could, but I couldn't. And the next yeah. day, the guy was like, I apologize. 
next day he took down all the whites only signs and he was like i'm going with you we're going to my amusement park together and so like she was such an influencer in so many different ways in so many different uh, countries as well she has right. stories i have stories for days about her and i don't even know her that well but you know yeah. like, just, right like, well, but, but that's her so legacy much. that's yeah. her legacy Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. Uh, again, it, we, there's no pitch. I mean, it's it should be a done deal. It should be funded. And yes, we would love to work on it because <laughs> her story definitely deserves to be told. Jason, thank you yeah. so much for telling thank us you. and just an inkling of her life. But we want to see more. That is for sure. The uh, phenomenal, amazing Eartha Kit. Jason, how can people get a hold of you and know more about you and your phenomenal oh. work? Thank you. Uh, I am on Instagram a lot, probably too much. You can find me on Instagram at Jason A. Coombs. I tweet sometimes. It's not really my forte. <laughs> same, but same. I'm on, I'm on the Twitter, <laughs> Jason A. Coombs. And yeah, I have a website, jasonacoombs.com. And Bridgeport Film Fest is opening submissions. So if anybody is creating a short film or has created a short film recently or a short screenplay, submissions open on September 15th. Oh. oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Y'all need to follow Jason. Coombs is C-O-O-M-B-S. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jason is doing wonderful things. And uh, I think, you know, in 50 years, people are going to be talking about uh, Jason Coombs and a oh. miniseries that needs to be made about him. So thank you. Only if I get to pick who only if I get to pick who I get to who plays me. (laughs) I love that. In fifty years. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. You have to be in it. (laughs) That'll be fun. And it's always a pleasure interviewing friends. It's always so much fun. So thank you so much, Jason. Appreciate you. Thanks again for being here. And again, if you're liking these episodes, feel free to leave a review, download, comment, and share. And always remember, if I can support you in making our media more inclusive, feel free to reach out. I'm a screenwriter, podcast host, and an author. And I am at theinclusivescreenwriter.com or the Inclusive Screenwriter on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.